Hi, welcome to The Icarus Idea. Today we're talking to no one less than Marian Lot, the toilet expert of the Netherlands. Apparently it is possible as an industrial design engineer to become a world-renowned toilet designer. Apart from usual career tips, we will be talking about dog pee and dying houseplants, so hope you enjoy. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Icarus Idea. Thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to us on YouTube, please consider subscribing and chuck a like in our direction. If you're listening on Spotify or anywhere else, uh, it would be great if you could give us a follow. But above all, if you have any ideas or feedback, uh, drop us a line at icarus.podcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram. Uh, we have a new Instagram account. Uh, please come check it out. We're, we're kind of lonely. Hopefully we can tickle your mind for a little during this quarantine. To do so, a rather interesting guest has joined us today. Isn't that right, Sean? Yeah, hello everyone. I hope that you're doing well too. I will give a short introduction of our guest today. But first, a small fact. Did you know that Sphinx, you know, the toilet manufacturer, is seen as one of the founders of the Industrial Revolution in the Netherlands? And as well, it supported our guest for today in her career working on toilets. Uh, today we're talking to the Dutch toilet expert. She worked on various projects regarding toilets for male and females. She was project and design leader of the Lady P, which was a female urinal. Later, she became manager of innovation at Sphinx and worked for a while in her own design studio. She will soon finish her research at the University of Delft, uh, working on a project funded by the Dutch National Railways, uh, which was the aim of the project was to enhance the hygiene of NS train toilet facilities through economic design research. Uh, welcome, Marianne Lote. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> what a nice introduction. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fine. It's it's. Uh, what can I say? It's it's a little bit. Hey, we all all have. I think we all have in this uh, Corona time. We are coming into a kind of rhythm, if we can call it a rhythm. And uh, so uh, yeah, just from home. And yeah. uh, we are very lucky that the that the weather is nice. So uh, yeah, let's start. Thank you very much for joining us and participating in this yeah, online podcast. Uh, as always, we will start with the punch puncher right away. Yours. Let's okay. go, Ma- Marjan. Do you want to go first, maybe? Oh yes, I was uh, thinking also about in the Corona time had hey, the discussions. Uh, about uh, the mouth masks and uh, I thought yeah it's really a very uh, a design product because yeah, it has to be designed well if it's not designed well um, uh, you get problems you can also make a nice uh, thing uh, of it and it it re- reminds you to uh, keep distance because uh, if I look to myself for me it's quite difficult to uh, remember every time uh, to keep distance. And that's also one of the reasons why uh, I stay uh, at home. Uh, sometimes it's difficult if you see someone and you are spontaneously, 
and then you forget it. So a, mouth, a mouth mask uh, reminds you to, to keep a distance and you can also um, make it distinguish yourself with it eh? if you have a nice one or you make it yourself. Yeah. So that's a little bit my... It's really I, I, a design uh, uh, thing also. Yeah, I, I'm really familiar with the same problem. I'm always also that guy that wants, wants a hug or something like that. And <laughs> actually, my, my mother designed uh, a mu- mouth mask for me. Uh, she gave it to me like last Sunday when I was traveling back to Enschede, where I study. Um, yeah. And she, from old clothes, she has designed this, this mouth mask where she puts... Uh, a paper in between so she has one cloth and another cloth and she just um, um, like sews them together and then she puts a paper in between and um, yeah supposedly it works uh, against spreading of your your uh, viruses and hygiene and yeah it's a it's a good reminder what you what you already said like when you are wearing this kind of mask it reminds you of having an honor uh, one and a half meter f uh, um, uh, distance uh, with the with the other person. So uh, yeah, I like it. While you were talking, I I kind of got to think about it, and I think the reason that it reminds you of keeping that one and a half meters distance is because we're not used to seeing people with a mouth mask. What kind of scary stuff is going on with you that you need a mouth mask? And I think if everyone starts wearing mouth masks here as well, then it just becomes the norm. And I think, I don't know, within like a month's time, we'll just, I think the, the, the reminder aspect might lose strength in a while. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's, it's also because uh, when, when I was uh, at the faculty, uh, just in the beginning, I had a lot of discussions because I do not know if it was also in your faculty, but the Chinese students, they all wear uh, mouth masks. And I had a lot of discussions with uh, Chinese people because they wear it for other people. Eh? So it's yeah. not for themselves, but because they think about the society and they do not want to... Uh, yeah, so they want to protect other people. And then I was thinking because uh, I also do not like uh, how people look then and it's so medical. But then I thought, oh, yeah, it's it reminds you to to keep the distance. And I think that's a good thing. And if you make a nice design thing of it, then perhaps we can make it a little bit more uh, uh, better. But I also hope that it will not become the norm. Yeah. Ah, we will see. <laughs> but it's see. interesting. It's really yeah. a design uh, discussion yeah. as well. Yeah, and how it will affect our culture, actually. Um, but I have something really different than the mouth masks. I have something really cool. What I think, as some listeners might know, is that I'm a plant lover. I, I confess it. I just love plants. <laughs> I have my own <laughs> garden and in the backyard of my student home. And I've also got a lot of plants indoors. And last week, I actually bought a box called the Knoosius box, which is a box filled with plants that are not sold in stores due to some imperfections. And I would definitely recommend this box. Nevertheless, um, sometimes in my uh, 
in my worst nightmares a plant dies and the, <laughs> and the main reason why my plant dies is because because i give them too much water um and another industrial designer also encountered the same issue and he pointed out the two main reasons why plant dies and that's uh, one underwatering plants and the other is the one that i encountered also is overwatering plants um so he researched plants and materials for the last few years and he came up with a solution and his project is actually uh, funded by almost three thousand uh thirty thousand backers on kickstarter and he has raised three million euros uh and what he designed was the terra planter and what the terra planter is is it's a face made out of permeable materials and what happens if you it's uh if you fill the face uh, uh you fill the face with water and on the sides of the face you place these plants and the face allows just enough water to pass through the face so what happens is that there are small uh, water bubbles on the sides of the face and the uh, plant will absorb these water bubbles uh, and it's just enough to survive and the water bubbles that aren't as absorbed by the plants will just stay on the sides of the of the face and it will gradually uh, pass through water so what i thought is that it was a like an amazing idea and it's like this perfect combination of industrial design engineering combined with uh, the use of uh, product and stuff like that and uh, I will place a link in the description and you can still back this project I thought I think um, so yeah if you're interested just search it up and what what do you think actually it's uh, yeah, uh, yeah now I speak the, the, the nice thing is I, I give the plants uh, water in our department or our yeah I, I have a um, Studio Lab, so um, yeah, we call it Studio Lab. Is a, it's a how do you say it in English? A, a yeah. work garden, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I give the plants water. But I'm not so uh, because I, I I live close by, and uh, some people were really worried, but live in Rotterdam. So I said I will do it for you, and we didn't know that it would take so long. We already thought in the beginning it will take three weeks or something. <laughs> Uh, that we cannot work. I don't know if you had the same uh, idea. But yeah, I had the same illusion as well. <laughs> so now uh, uh, it's really. Uh, I, I, huh? But uh, the overwatering is very interesting because when does that happen? If you give it every day water? Yeah, or? if you give it just too much water. Uh, I've this one plant that uh, is actually really easy to handle. However, I gave it just too much water and the the ground was really soaked like it doesn't appear to be soaked but it is soaked like in the bottom of the vase so then it will yeah lose its strength and then it will just die yeah it just dies the the leaves are, are turned it, it becomes like a like an yeah it, it just dies it just dies <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's interesting really describe yeah. it how it looks like but overwatering plants is like this big issue what happens to some plants because some just, plants don't need a lot of water i think you're just giving it too much love sean yeah you're just, maybe you're smothering it's it that. <laughs> you need to let it breathe I, you need to let it develop come on 
<laughs> but yeah, I I suppose that uh, underwatering plants is the most common problem <laughs> for most people. Okay, but yeah. speaking of water flowing, um, <laughs> shall we move on to the final pinch pinch of the day? Yeah, because. Yeah. It, <laughs> okay, um, I'm very proud of that bridge. My, my pinch pinch, I came across it, of course, on the internet, and it involves pee, dog pee. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about like a, a, a dog food manufacturer in France, and what they've done is uh, <laughs> they made a, a, a campaign, so a marketing campaign with billboards that they put all over the city of, I think, Paris, or maybe different cities as well. The billboard has like a screen and a poster of, of the, the, the food brand, but it also has like a little spray that spreads pheromones, um, so that attracts dogs, and then it stimulates them to pee on the actual billboard itself. So you have like like videos of dogs peeing against the billboards of the like dog food manufacturer, and then it actually does something quite intelligent because like the, the pee is somehow like extracted or, or taken as a sample when the dog pees against the billboards, and then it's analyzed for like four different common dog diseases. And then it says, okay, well, you can you can maybe go to a vet or you can buy one of these diets from our dog food brand. <laughs> wow. Oh, and that's the thing. This is really uh, high tech. <laughs> yeah. But very interesting also for human beings. Eh? There's also uh, development in uh, de the detection of urine. But it's unbelievable that they spontaneously, the dogs are not really spontaneously, but that they start peeing with an intervention of uh, pheromones. Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> quite a genius, it, it actually. Sounds, it sounds really, uh, yeah, nearly unbelievable, but wow. nice to it, see it. But it's interesting, <laughs> very interesting and very creative, I think. <laughs> You, you developed, uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny when Sean introduced you, he said um, she has developed uh, toilets for males and females. And then when I think of a toilet, it's either like a porcelain thing or a hole in the ground. And both will work pretty well for males and females. But you developed yeah. the Lady P, which is like a stand-up toilet or so urinal for women, right? Yes, yes. How did you end up with that? Like in my, I saw, yeah, how did you, how did you end up with that like, job? Yeah, that's a whole story. Um, and it's a very nice introduction that you gave. Eh? So Sphinx uh, is a very famous, was a very famous uh, company in the Netherlands uh, who started indeed the industrial revolution. So they first uh, manufactured um, uh, plates and then uh, after a while, they um, focused on uh, sanitation. And I started with Lady P in 1997. And it was because I was with a friend of mine on the beach. And she uh, told me that she went to a, a jazz festival, a Northie jazz festival. And she uh, needed to go to the toilet. And the queue was so long that she uh, jumped 
into a male uh, a toilet and she used uh, a urinal. And she said, uh, Marianne, it went quite okay. Why does it not exist for women? <laughs> and then, yeah, you know that uh, we were talking about it <clears throat> with a bottle of wine, perhaps. And um, uh, I think half a year later or something, or, or some, somewhere later, I thought it's very interesting because uh, also I was in that time, I was making cups myself. And uh, so I was really, uh, I liked the material a lot. So that was really my first love, eh? the, the material ceramics. And I thought, oh, this is an interesting uh, uh, topic. It came together and I, I thought, okay, let's let's try. So I, I wrote a, a letter. I, I wrote actually two letters, one to Sings and one to uh, Villeroy and Borg in Germany. And uh, I wrote a letter and I introduced myself and that I wanted to uh, develop a female urinal for my uh, graduation project at St. Delft. And then... Uh, uh, I got uh, um, from uh, Villeroy and Boch uh, a letter back that they said, uh, yeah, we, yeah you, you know, it's a, a kind of st standard um, reaction. We, we do not have time uh, for it, blah, blah, blah. And then since they were, <laughs> were interested, and it was also for me, uh, I think, uh, nice because uh, it was in the Netherlands, so not... Uh, uh, and Villeroy-Borg is, is in Germany and my Dutch is better than German. So, but then I had a, a yeah, uh, an interview and that went well. And then, then I started, it was, it was a, a wonderful time. And uh, also, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was so interesting company and every day I, I always saw how they made uh, the toilets and yeah, it really made me happy. Yeah, I started at the design department and uh, when I graduated, it was unbelievable. Uh, really, the whole press came over me. So I had during two weeks, I, I remember it as uh, really very well. It was quite also uh, yeah, kind of intimidating for me. I think one week I was cold from the morning, it started at nine and it finished at five o'clock. All kind of interviews and newspapers who wanted to talk with me. So I, yeah, I, I was everywhere. Actually then my job started and uh, we, we put it on the market in, in 1999. It, it, it was at a, it's a famous sanitary, yeah, exhibition that's, two yearly in uh, Frankfurt. Uh, that was really the talk of the exhibition. And I also won a prize on, of the exhibition uh, about the design. And then I remember I was uh, exposed with Lady P and I was next to Philip Stark and also another very famous designer. So I was so, I thought, what, what's, what happens? <laughs> um, <laughs> Here and uh, so it was not only me who, who won the prize. There there were a lot of people. Uh, so it's in all kind of categories. But it was really a, a very successful, simple uh, concept 
with uh, also screens like males, but a little bit more pre- protected that uh, females could protect them more, but without a door. And that was the issue. There was no door in it. And I it tested wasn't private it. enough, right? I, I read this yeah, somewhere. Yeah, they, they could not... Uh, uh, yeah, the 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 sales, the sales department of 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 Sphinx, they 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 said no, we we cannot sell this, Marianne. And I I, I remember I looked to their faces and I thought, I Marianne, I think this is a bridge too far. So I thought, okay. And the nice, what the nice thing is, they really took me very seriously. I had a very good contract with uh, Sphinx. So I could have been, uh, if they, if it was a success on the market, I would have been a very rich <laughs> a woman <laughs> because I, I, I had a royalty uh, contract with them. And uh, so I, I earned uh, some money. But And there were also companies also in India who, who asked me to, to put it on the market. But I didn't do that because, yeah, I thought... I've done it. I'm I'm happy, and uh, Lady P is is now a a piece for the museum. So yeah, it's for me good enough. <laughs> it's a, it's a remarkable story, yeah, Marianne. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's fun to hear. Yeah, actually, uh, it, wow, a, a big statement, of course, with emancipation and stuff like that, and of course the the press was amazed also by the fact that you introduced the urinal for females. I am like, wow, why why didn't they just go for it? You said something um, that, that you are working on a project right now. And I also said yeah. that during the introduction, you're working for the Dutch National Railways uh, for yes. a hygienic toilet, if I'm right. Yeah, yes, yes. A uh, hygienic train toilet. Yeah, what I stated was that you are designing a hygienic, more hygienic uh, train toilet facilities through economic design research yeah um could yes. you elaborate on that what what does that actually mean yeah no so then um t- 10 years ago more perhaps than 10 years ago they uh asked me marianne uh, do you want to do uh, a, a phd project on lady p uh, because I did a lo- quite a lot of research at Sphinx, and then I I, I discussed with uh, Tay Delft. Uh, I, uh, I I said no, I, I've done it. Uh, I I'm happy with it. I finished it. I want to do something else. Uh, I want to do uh, a second project that is groots and meeslepend in in Dutch. Um, that's uh, and, and I got. <laughs> I got it. It's really also uh, a big project, <laughs> and actually, I did it again. It it it's yeah, l'histoire se répète. It it it's it's the same. So that's also what triggers me. It's the same story. I I went to to NS uh, together with my uh, co-promoter and. Uh, I think we came on the right moment, on the right place, and we said, we asked them if they would uh, join our project to do a PhD on the hygiene 
of, of, of public toilets and in this case uh, train toilets. Because we, we also wanted to, we also had the idea to, to improve uh, female toilets on the street, but we decided not to do that because that is uh, quite political, eh? because then you are working with a government, so we decided to, to choose uh, the train toilets. And then uh, the NS was very happy because in that time they decided to uh, remove uh, the toilets from the short uh, distance trains, the sprinters. So they said, oh, uh, yeah, we really would like uh, to, to, to join because we want to improve the hygiene for the intercities, so the long distance trains, to have a compensation for uh, the toilets that will be removed from the sprinter trains. And then uh, we, we got a subsidiary from Center Novum. In that time, they, you call them Center Novum. And uh, we, we got the subsidiary to, to make train travel uh, more uh, attractive uh, so that people will choose for train travel instead of uh, traveling uh, by car. So I started and uh, yeah, we did a lot of uh, research uh, and also a lot of students were involved. I counted it, I think, 80 <laughs> and also uh, graduation students, four were in uh, my project. And then I also did uh, research uh, for uh, design, so I made uh, designs and uh, with a lot of participants, uh, ergonomic uh, research, how they used uh, the toilet. Uh, I, I first had separate toilets, so a separate urinal, again uh, a urinal in, in, inside of it. And then the NS said, no, we wanted to have it in one space. And that, I did that. And then uh, again, the NS was enthusiastic and, and, and said, we, we, yeah, we want, we want this design. <laughs> then I was um, uh, put into the design uh, team of NS. Uh, yeah, it was not the way they normally uh, work on it. So uh, yeah, it was uh, to say for me very, very difficult to get it designed with the design team. But it, what I did was uh, I made the specifications. So I said how it had to be designed and they designed it. They started uh, now, you have the modernization of the train. So uh, what happens is that the, the, the Dutch railways, they buy uh, a train for, let's say, 40 years. And then approximately in the middle, so after 20 years, they start a modernization. That's unbelievable. It's, it's really, it's, it, it, it takes place in, in Haarlem. And there they are refurbishing the trains and also the toilet. And then they extend uh, the train uh, again for 20 years. So in 2024, the double deck train mm -hmm. will be refurbished. And then, uh, so my uh, train toilet will be uh, on board. Like, um, yeah. one thing that, that triggered me in the, the story that you just told, um, like, there were several things, but I just didn't know how to ask them. 
But one thing that triggered me was like the, the modernization that you mentioned of the trains, yeah. um, but also of the toilets. Yes. Yes. Um, and the fact that you mentioned that a company in India was interested in the, the lady P, the, the female urinal. Yes. Like, um, it's a big thing that in Asia there's now some kind of toilet revolution going on. They actually call it, call it the toilet revolution as well. And online yes. I saw some kind of interview, I think, of you with a lot of Chinese text around it. Is there, what is like your experience with Asia coming to the, the, the porcelain Western toilet as opposed to the hole in the ground? Or the, the uh, let's say the squat toilet yeah, because the hole in the ground Yeah, that's a very interesting question. I, I think um, I'm a proponent for uh, squat to toilets, but that all uh, uh, people who have uh, really knowledge, he healthy knowledge about toileting, it's, it's better to uh, use um, a squatting uh, posture oh. uh, that's better for your for your health and uh, so using the toilet in sitting posture is actually not not uh, good it eventually leads to constipation uh, so the, the yeah now i will not go into <laughs> detail but it is better to use a toilet in squatting uh, posture so actually i'm um, yeah, I'm really, uh, for me, I would do the opposite, <laughs> but it is impossible, it's a mission impossible to get the Western people on a squat toilet. That's actually, uh, I, I sometimes th thought perhaps that has to be my new <laughs> project. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, but... <laughs> But the, yeah, the reason behind is uh, is more uh, also uh, phil philosophical. What I'm also writing down is that we uh, keep s uh, more and more a distance from the toilet. And that is also why we do not want to use it squatting because then we are very close to the toilet and we are very involved in toileting and actually we do not want that there are two reasons behind. One is uh, that we do not, it's, it's the emotion of disgust. So we are disgusted by feces and uh, mainly feces from, from other people. So we really want to keep a distance uh, from uh, public toilets. So squatting, eh, then you make the distance smaller is 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 too uh, a bridge too far for western people but actually i would prefer that we would like uh, we would use uh, a, a squat uh, toilet squatting toilet but uh, yeah it's going uh, the other way uh, the, in the other direction and that's that uh, asian people uh, are, uh, but they they also use the toilet. They they stand on it. Eh? That's wow. also they squat actually on the toilet seat. <laughs> yeah, that might kind of be yeah. like a good thing because then you get the the health advantages of squatting, but the hygiene advantages of a porcelain toilet, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So may, maybe that's the better way of doing it. Uh, maybe you have to question if, if, if it actually works. Fair enough. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe you would 
Marianne would like to add here that she does not condone standing or squatting on western style toilets. You will end up either breaking the toilet or breaking yourself. Don't stand on toilets, kids. It's not a, not a good idea. Did you expect to become uh, an expert in toilets when you started this project? Because uh, some, some listeners right now are interested because they are uh, have to choose their master graduation project and how big of an influence it will have on their career, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting... Yeah, it's an interesting question. I, I always say to students, you, you, have, you can go uh, into two directions. You can decide to become an overall uh, industrial designer, so you know uh, from all the things a little... A generalist. Mm-hmm. But, and that's what i what i really choose uh for uh, also on purpose uh, to to become an yeah to to really specialize myself in in a topic and um yeah of course i did not realize or expect that it would go into this direction i i hoped for it because also uh, yeah very recently uh Three days ago, uh, the World Toilet Organization asked me to be if I will become a, into the standard committee for toilets um, in transportation areas eh, for for all over the world. So I thought, oh, that's really nice. Eh? So uh, I can expand uh, my knowledge also on an international level for students. Uh, I think it's a good idea to to specialize yourself so that you become a kind of expert on on a small piece and then you can uh, work on it but you have to you need to like it but you can also become a generalist eh? of course those people those uh, industrial designers are also necessary yeah. I hope I have given a good uh, answer on it I think so, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think so. I'm just yeah. really surprised that, um, or impressed even, that there's like a a, a world toilet organization that, <laughs> yeah. and, and that they asked you to, to be one of their, their standards, let's say, agents. That's quite impressive. Yeah. Like, how did you get up there? Yeah, now I, they know me. It's a small <laughs> oh, world. They know. <laughs> I'm always. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Yeah, that's also. Uh, you, you have the World Toilet Organization, founded by uh, Jack Sim, and uh, in 2008 I had my first conference there, and then also uh, Willem Alexander. Mm. He he did a lot for sanitation, and then it was the International Year uh, of Sanitation in 2008. 2008 related to the Millennium uh, Development Goals so that uh, and he really did uh, uh, a lot related to the United Nations and um, in 2011 I had a uh, I was invited speaker so they, they, they know me and I'm always very happy to be there because then I'm with the people and we 
The whole day we talk about toilets. It's all yeah. It's a little bit strange. It's a strange topic. So then I really feel <laughs> uh, happy that I think okay, I'm not completely yeah. I'm I'm. It's a little bit strange what I'm doing. I think, but then yeah, we are very. It's very seriously, of course. So it's I feel very comfortable with them. Yeah. Okay, um, Marjan. Uh, like, we have about an A4 of questions that we prepared, and and then during your stories, there at least in my head, there came like 20 more questions up. But I think we're we're majorly running out of time. Yeah. Um, Sean, yeah. do you want to wrap it up, maybe? Um, yeah, I'm kind of thinking, like, choosing the last question that I wanted to ask. <laughs> because we have yeah. so actually. many, I just don't know. Oh, yeah, because they're very uh, good. Yeah, it, it, it's like, yeah, maybe that's a good final question. Yeah, we, we normally ask for, like, advice, what, what you would recommend a student uh, when he is, for example, at the point that he has to choose his master's creation project, as uh, my last question was. But um, I would like to ask a different question, and that's um, how it is like working with these different cultural approaches. Um, you have to make some design decisions, whether you want to design a toilet that suits that group of people or that suits that group of people. And that's different between cultures, but also um, um, maybe a toilet is more convenient, as you already said, that uh, like the squatting positions is more convenient for your body. But if it isn't in that culture, then it's hard to introduce that squatting uh, toilet. So how are you dealing with these design decisions and uh, coming up with like the perfect toilet, let's say? Yeah, um, yeah, that is a good question. It was for me not uh, uh, very difficult because uh, I, I worked together with the NS, and uh, so NS said we are not uh, going to design a squat uh, toilet, and so it was my uh, starting point eh, to to uh, design from a, a sit toilet and also to take into account. Um, children and uh, uh, people with uh, disabilities eh? so that you also can that that was also very important eh? that people with restricted eyesight they they travel a lot many people are very dependent on uh, train travel so for them you also have to take their uh, needs into account so there are a lot of needs you have to take into account to come to one <laughs> product so the the squatting aspect I could um, d uh, skip because we are uh, I could uh, approach it from a Western point of view. Okay. So you already knew that it would be a sitting toilet. That was already like within the let's say design brief. Nah, the design brief uh, was not was I I I really got a a, a white. A white yes, they gave me carte blanche ah, to do this it. project yeah yeah all right yeah. um marjan i want to thank you for your time i think we we need to yeah, wrap it up because otherwise course. jens and, and bram are going to have a hell of a night editing all this if you made it this far like, what are you what are you still doing here like go like and subscribe please it's 
But for real though, let us know what you think or what you would like to hear next time. Feedback link is icarus.podcast at gmail.com or you can, of course, DM us on Instagram. Once again, a huge thank you for listening and a huge thank you to Marian Lot. Thank you too. Yeah, it's really nice. And with that, we'll catch you on the next first Friday of the month. Peace. say because i'm not naturally that funny it's just like i i script a lot of stuff and then i i, I practice it a bit and then i don't know it, it just comes out all right ish but like on the spot stuff i'm not that strong with that so ah, i don't really know yeah jens will edit this out Woo. i didn't we did agree though um to to to, to, put, to put in one thing because like if you're looking for a fun dm just uh, hit us up at the icarus idea instagram because um that's managed by our new sound guy bum and he is single and he is hot as hell